Praise God. online you're a judge of an epic all-star costume contest everyone in the Chateau a la crack the say Chateau la crack formerly known as the crack house has to participate and walk in front of the camera to receive impartation from the judge. And then you guys online, you can vote who has the best costume. C'est la Chateau Le Crac. Happy Halloween. You understand all that? Is that a foreign language? Already then. <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> all right. Let's just, uh, let's start out with that. It'd be really fun. I got the audience camera on. But, um, let's use the big camera here. Just come up front and stand in front of Not Today Satan. And let me, I'm just gonna whack you in the head, get your sins out of you like a holy scepter. Not too hard, I won't leave a, a mark for too many days. But it's a, it's a faith and trust test. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not funny. I should probably sevenfold for me for just saying that. Holy Ghost. But uh, yeah, happy Holy Ween contest in the glory. Pretty cool costumes in this place. But if you're just tuning in, we want your vote to be cast. Tonight we want your judgment, whether it be righteous or unrighteous. Be as critical as you want. You have the, the freedom to be as critical and judgmental towards everyone in the Chateau a la Crac as you can possibly be. So, one by one, why don't we start with the front and work our way in a circle, perfect circle, and just kind of show yourself in front of the main camera, right in front of Not Today Satan. 
And then just maybe shout out what you're supposed to be. <laughs> shout to the Lord. All right. Rebecca first. Come on. Yep. <laughs> so that's Sailor Moon, okay. Cast your votes for Sailor Moon. Who's next? Stephanie. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, right? Yeah. It's cool, yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, we are the head and not the tail. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan is Bob Ross. <laughs> Vote for Bob Ross. So far we have Sailor Moon, Alice in Wonderland, Bob Ross, Jake's next. We'll work our way around here. <laughs> I have to, yeah, duck down a little bit. Yeah, here we go. Oh, the Mad Hatter. That's a really nice costume. Thanks. 70 did my makeup too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's legit. Yeah. Yeah. That might be your calling in life. <laughs> That's almost too real. <laughs> All right, come on, Brian. Vote for Jake for the Mad Hatter. Brian's a hippie. <laughs> oh, 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 glory, glory, glory. Next up, we have Will. As the cat in the hat. Alright, duck down a little bit. Yeah! Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> This is Randall. He's thing number one. That's his real hair, actually. <laughs> Electric blue. Whoa. Shabo. Oh my gosh. Thing number one. <clears throat> You want to vote for Rando? Vote for Sing Number One. <laughs> Charles is Sing Number Two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Whoa. All right, we're gonna start with the next one. Okay, the Witch of Babylon, maybe. <laughs> Jolene, what are you supposed to be? <laughs> A bad witch. <laughs> if you want to vote for Jolene, just write it right in Bad Witch. <laughs> no more witches. <laughs> it's an act of repentance. Yes. For the <laughs> Amen. Amen. Whoa, man, I'm getting freaking fried up here. <laughs> holy, holy. Oh, glory. Vote for the unicorn. Marilyn is the unicorn. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> my, my brain is turning away. Alright, and female number one. The thing, thing number one, female version. Thing one and thing two, but we have thing one, male and thing one, female. So if you want Carla, thing one, female, write that in, in your vote. Amen. Holy! Whoa. Jesus. All right, Ruth. Is Elsa the Ice Queen? <laughs> oh, that's a really nice costume. Did you make that? No. Oh. High quality. All right, cast your votes. That's the equivalent of the Book of Acts casting lots. God the Father didn't even honor it at all. It's like Matthias. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are doing down at Joel's Bar. Repent. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Father, forgive me for I have sinned. Yes, my son. <laughs> three Our Fathers. And three Hail Marys. Glory. I'm a priest <laughs> of the new Jesuit order. If Jesuit can even be redeemed, if you even have that level of faith, that's great faith. Yeah, it's a Kabbalah level faith. Can the black pope be saved? Can there be a holy see in the Vatican of Rome? Or does it just need to be thrown to, into Lake of Fire? We, we will see. Those, yep, the Jewish space lasers might just blow Rome off the map. Holy Ghost, <coughs> Shaka. The real Jews are here. That's why you, you can't be a Christian and not be Jewish. That's why you, if you're anti-Semitic, you're pretty lost. 
Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time together in the glory and everyone growing in wisdom tonight. We pray that I'd make it fun. <clears throat> it'd be rigid righteousness, but it'd also be, it'd be fun. Hallelujah. You know, you can have fun in rigid righteousness. It's some kind of thing that if you get stricter and more serious in the higher things, more mature things, that we're not having fun anymore, but it's the exact opposite. I remember when I started ministry in 2006, and I was living at the Phoenix House across from North High School over here in North Minneapolis on 14th and Knox. The Holy Spirit said audibly to me, the righteous have all the fun. So the framework of my entire ministry has always been, if it's not fun, it's not God. And there'd be a lot of external things that weren't, be, weren't fun. There'd be a lot of discipleship and, and rebuke and correction that weren't fun. They were never fun to my demons, to my curses, to my sin, to my animal DNA. But what was always having fun was the part of me getting healed through the divine correction. That's why he says the righteous have fun. The rebellious don't have fun. It's the answer to rebellious fun. It's the answer to backsliding. It's the answer to Jenny's and Jambres, witchcraft and sorcery. Witchcraft is the sin of rebellion, any rebellion. Over drinking, overthinking, drinking of anything that's harming the body. Those who harm the body, God will harm, it is written. So you just, you be a steward of what God's given you in the management of the divine things. And those that are investing wisely will get more wisdom. Those that are investing poorly and unwisely, called foolish virgins, there's the foolish and the wise, and the issue is there's both in all of us. No one's perfect yet. God's perfect. And we're being made perfect by growing in God the Father's wisdom. James says the wisdom that comes down is first of all from God, pure and peace-loving. Then it's excellent in works. That's exactly what it says. Then it's excellent in works. So the wisdom from above is first of all pure, unspotted from lust, unstained from sexual morality of any kind, any lust the eyes, lust of the flesh, or pride of life, all of that does not exist in the wisdom that's from above. Now, there are elevations where we get deceived that it is wisdom, it is righteousness, it is love, and we're all learning how to practice a higher wisdom, a higher righteousness, and a higher love that's not mixed with the fallen angels. The Bible says that these angels corrupted the waters, they corrupted the bloodlines, they corrupted everything that's fallen, so you have to have a clearer, cleaner, and brighter wisdom, brighter love, brighter righteousness. As you rise from the dead, it gets clearer, it gets cleaner, it gets brighter. Because all that is defiled under the sun is not mixing with what is coming down from the Father of lights in whom there is no shadows. 
When it comes down from above, oftentimes by the time it hits us in our immaturity, it's mixed with shadows. Truth anyhow, almost all Christianity on this planet that you have known since you were born in the flesh and born again, and then go into church, then go into buildings and good buildings, bad buildings, ugly buildings, good pastors, bad pastors, demonic pastors, and pastors after God's own heart. There are both down here. No doubt about it. But the mixture with shadows is even in those after God's own heart. That's where people just really don't get it. That anything under the sun, if it's not perfectly pure, if it's not from directly the hand of God and the seven lightnings in lightning form, it has mixed with the earth. It has mixed with the sky. It has mixed with the air. It has mixed with the atmosphere. And so by the time it comes down into your breath, it's not in the same form as when it left God the Father, went through Jesus Christ, and then from Jesus Christ flowed through the universe. Now that's what the Bible says. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. What happens when it comes down? It falls on the just and the unjust. Which means that everything that has come from God can stay incorruptible or be used by unjust people and be corruptible. Remember, these are fallen angels that were corruptible. They fell into the waters that God created in Genesis that were perfect, and the waters became bitter and killed one-third of the earth. That's what Revelation says. The waters didn't, weren't created full of bitterness. The waters didn't have the star wormwood in it. The waters didn't have fallen angel corruption. But since there was a corruption in the rebellious will of Satan and his angels, when they fell, the Bible says it corrupted one-third of the heavens and one-third of the earth and one-third of the waters. And anyone who drank those waters died. This is exactly what the Bible says. So just follow the Spirit and follow the Word tonight. And we're going to grow in some good wisdom. And we're going to learn how to purify our wisdom, our love, and our righteousness to be undefiled from above. So that we're not mixed with shadows and have shadow Christianity and then sometimes have glory Christianity. And go back and forth between light and darkness and we're just like not stable being able. But we need to get steady because he's ready. To raise you from the dead by what he already said and because he bled so I think you better recognize space priest <laughs> well that is the truth anyhow <sighs> don't let it fall on deaf ears but let's raise three cheers hip hip hooray <laughs> Because Jesus is saving the day. So you don't have to be counterfeit gay. Shaba. Now, this wonderful thing, I also just saw a vision right now. This gospel is for you and your household to be saved. When you start practicing undefiled wisdom, 
It's called that in scripture, undefiled love. What defiles it? Under the sun mixture of shadows and then practicing wisdom, righteousness, and love with a mixture from God, because it's from God, but then it mixes with the prince of the power of the air. And so now it's like just this earthly shadow version of what originated with God. That's why it's so highly deceptive. That's honestly looking over this room tonight. What's wrong with all of you? And I'm not lying to you. I love you. I'm telling you the truth. There's a mixture of the shadow realm with the pure undefiled wisdom, righteousness, and love that is from above. And the Father's love and correction and discipleship and righteousness and the angels of the seven stars and the angels of the seven thunders and the angels of the seven lightnings and all of their power and word and righteousness of God the Father's lights is going to work on us to get rid of the mixture. Remember, types and shadows that mix with new covenant realities are what deceive us as born-again Christians. We are not to have any types or any shadows. We're in the priesthood of Melchizedek, which is without shadow and without variation and no turning, which is that rigid righteousness, which means you're no longer in types and shadows of the false prophetic. False prophetic is justifying stuff down here in the earth in the shadows of, oh, it has to be from God because here's the 444, the 222, here's all these different things in the natural dimension justifying my situation, but it's in the earth. It's not from above, it's not undefiled, it's not per pure and perfect. It has been mixed with the atmosphere. It has been mixed with the air. So therefore it's corrupted. And that's why people use visions, dreams, signs, wonders, all this stuff in the natural realm to vindicate and justify themselves, self-justification through that whole realm that I'm describing right now that is the false prophetic of the shadows of Jezebel that's deceiving many of you right now. So that there appears to be the prophetic thing from God justifying us, and I know this because I've been through it, with tons and tons of experience with all of these lying signs and wonders. No, the Bible talks about lying signs and wonders. No. Stay with me. Lying signs and wonders are signs and wonders that have been mixed with the father of lies because everything's from God. So you can't just say it's God or the devil because the devil adds shadows to everything that comes down from the father of lights. You need wisdom today. That's why it's so highly slippery, snaky, sneaky, and deceptive because it's a mixture of the divine, it's a mixture of the Father with a perversion of it, with a, an addition of a shadow or a type that allows the person to stay in the earth doing wrongdoing and then self-justifying through signs and wonders. So you're dealing with the highest level of deception in the universe called Jezebel, the false prophet, which is the last thing you overcome before you come into the sun to practice righteousness. And that's where we need to go. That's the narrow path. And so you have to become really wise in prophecy, which simply requires purity on a level that only the seven spirits of God can do in your hearts and in your minds. Many times along the way, you're just going to have to cling to the Holy Ghost as the seven spirits of God in your innermost being as an unction here. 
Because around you, you'll be surrounded with shadows of lying signs and lying wonders. And I've seen this 10,000 times, 10,000 times. And this is why people that are immature in prophecy never make it and they go astray en masse. It's because they're young in the prophetic. Now, Samuel level prophetics is above the sun. Elijah level prophetics, I believe, just for teaching purposes, it's a it's a lesser maturity of prophecy of the father's sapphire throne. And I saw his throne, it was sapphire, Enoch says. So it's the maturity of the Samuel level prophetic is above the sun where you're not even remotely in the same realm of maturity as you are under the sun in Elijah prophetics in versus Jezebel. That battle of Elijah and Jezebel is under the sun. Truth anyhow. And that's what almost every member of the charismatic body of Christ is dealing with right now. That is where the majority, I'd say 99.99% of born-again, spirit-filled believers on the earth and rising on stairways of light, even those that know this, the secret stairway of the sky, this is where the prophetic bride of Christ is at. They're at Elijah versus Jezebel under the sun. Where we're going is into the sun to practice no longer anything of Jezebel, wrestling Jezebel. You're not wrestling that stuff above the sun. That stuff is completely under your feet once you fly into the sun, walk into the sun by practicing righteousness. That is a different level of purity and holiness that's practically unknown in charismatic Christianity now, but that path will be understood by believers in the coming days. That is the path of righteousness that shines ever brighter to the full dawn of day. And day has dawned, and now they must rise. They must go into the sun. They must rise by the purity of the white dove and by the seven spirits of God, which is the great white dove that all of you have in your hearts already. The only thing the Samuel prophetic level prophecy does above the sun is bring such a clarity that you can see the deception in your own hearts and minds and lives and rise ever more quickly into the things of greater white sunshine, greater righteousness, and all that stuff like ravens, familiar spirits, Jezebel fairy spirits, I mean just about anything of the mermaid realm of the water aquatic spirits, all that lower level beast demons and even many of the bird demons is all just incinerated off your flesh, off your brain, off your DNA, off your hearts and off your spirit. And it's so far under your feet that you have the wisdom and the communication to teach everyone around you from the realm of peace, from the throne of God and the Lamb, all of these things clearly so that even kindergartners can understand it. It's true. Jesus spoke at about a kindergarten to seventh grade level vocabulary in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The red letters are not doctorate level. They're not even high school level vocab. So understanding the paths of righteousness, if Jesus Christ is the exact representation of the light being, God the Father, and the outraying brilliance of God the Father's exact likeness, the words that, he's, that he used to describe these realms of what the kingdom of heaven is, how to enter the kingdom, like little children, like innocent children, teachable children, 
to learn the things of wisdom and righteousness, one greater than Solomon who's here, to understand the wisdom of Jesus and to get and fulfill and to get rid a lot of the wisdom of Solomon, which is animal sacrifice, which is today Kabbalah. And to get into the wisdom of the Lamb of God, the ultimate sacrifice that ended human sacrifice and ended animal sacrifices. And human sacrifices sacrificed as animals to that system through Solomonic sorcery, which is Kabbalah. And all of that obliterated in the sacrifice of the Lamb as the bride of the Lamb and being able to communicate it and explain it to everyone around you, to your kids, to raise them up in righteousness so that you and your whole house will be saved. For your infants, for your toddlers to grow up in the energy of Noah in the sunshine of righteousness like living stars of living waters pouring through their spirit pouring through their heart pouring out their head from the spring of righteousness within them from the womb so the mothers can lay hands on their womb and baptize their child in righteousness at a dna level while the baby's getting formed around their spirit in the belly and if you haven't done that you can still do that because righteousness redeems the times of all the mistakes everyone's made when you repent you've gone higher repentance means to go higher so each degree you go higher and actually repent it heals all the wrongdoing all the wrong speech all the practicing of the sin of the mouth the leprosy of the mouth and the killing ourselves with our mouths and our own tongues and our brains and our unrighteous judgment and using our five natural senses for the enemy it cleanses the senses of all past present and future sins and lightning and liquid glory begin to pour out the senses in the actual repentance and forgiveness of sins as you walk in the path of righteousness. So it doesn't matter if Saul of Tarsus killed Stephen with the glowing face. It doesn't, does it? Does it matter to you now? Now you read all his books. What changed his elevation into light so that that sin was not counted against him and he became so pure that he could write perfect scripture that you still read today as God's perfect word. But yet he was a Jeffrey Dahmer. He committed the same sins as Jeffrey Dahmer. In a sense, maybe he didn't eat them, but he ate their souls by killing them into hell, killing them into heaven. He destroyed their souls and they just flew away. So in, in the same sense, it's a serial killer of solid Tarsus granted repentance unto life because the Bible says that he was sinning in ignorance, not understanding God's ways. Saul actually had a great zeal for God and in his religious zeal, his religiosity, he was attacking and arresting and even murdering God's sons and daughters all over the world. Okay, but since there was a zeal there, but the knowledge was twisted, it was mixed with shadows, there was a perverted form of zeal, even though he was certain in his mind, he was obeying Moses. In his mind, he was right with God, but in his heart, I bet when he saw the glory, the exostrato, the shining, shimmering glory of, of Stephen glowing from his face, I think he was convicted in his spirit that he just murdered Moses. Because as a guru of Moses, he would have known that Moses' face glowed off the mountain. And he just killed someone with the glowing face. So I think in his spirit, he was convicted that 
maybe killing someone that has the face of Moses might be bad. I could possibly be wrong. Maybe, just maybe, I'm the one deceived here. There was a, a minor, not major, a minor inkling in the spirit. And that's what granted repentance when he softened his heart and questioned himself. It's true. So on the road to Damascus, there's that stuff going on, pondering in his spirit. And that's when the father sent Jesus as an arrow through his heart and slew him off his horse of pride, which is what causes you to kill yourself and kill others. And it slew the pride of the Pharisee, Saul of Tarsus. Okay. So now he's slain and the humility of his spirit comes out as the arrow of Jesus just struck him. He was struck by lightning, guys. Jesus, the word of God, is the lightning of the father's quiver. And the word of God came down and struck him with lightning. And it was the lightning of love, the lightning of mercy, the lightning of forgiveness. And without lightning, there would never in a 10 million years be an apostle Paul or some of you today. That's true. You need the lightnings of God from the breastplate of judgment of God the Father's ephod, of what he wears in heaven, of God the Father's government and his judgment and his lightning. You need it a lot more than you think. That's the only thing that's going to cleanse all the religious pride and the shadows and the false prophet and the beast and the red dragon out of all of us. That's what I'm praying for is more lightning judgment. Understanding the conversion of Saul to Paul required that, and it does for you too. Now, your conversion might have been much more subtle because you're not going around killing people, so it didn't take that much of an extremity to get a hold of your heart because your heart might have been softer than Saul's because you weren't actually a serial killer. But then as you grow, you realize in order to rise, you're going to need the same exact forgiveness of sins simply to attend those elevations, to even rise and get to those places in Christ. What Saul of Tarsus got, what I got at conversion, the liquid lightnings that converted me in 99, that same lightning must be granted to every single child of God in order to become the children of the resurrection the sons of righteousness, the sons and daughters of the kingdom. These things aren't optional. Lightning isn't optional. Lightning is a progressive baptism of glory once you are in the sun and have overcome the lesser evils, the beasts of the field. It's true. Jezebel is a beast in the field. She doesn't like to be called that, but it's true. She is actually lower than the sun. There are demon gods above the sun that you'll war against in the coming days that are much higher than Jezebel. This is like one of the last terrestrial principalities you overcome to deal with celestial principalities that we're going to deal with as a vanguard pioneering force in the years ahead and in the months ahead. But this elementary terrestrial stuff, this is where we're at. This is a good teaching night. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Revelation. Revelation, illumination of how to overcome the practical stuff in your life to go higher in Christ. He shall grow up as a tender shoot. Amen. We want to be a shoot that grows up in the tender affection and pure agape of God the Father. We can't have a watered down love being nice to demon spirits and call it Christianity. You can't be nice to sin and be a friend of the Father. 
You can't be nice to darkness, to shadows, and to turning and be a friend of God. Zero chance. Now you can have kind of a relationship with the Holy Spirit because He's sent into all the earth. It's not going to be a very faithful relationship with the Holy Spirit. It'll be adulterous with the Holy Ghost. It won't be a pure relationship with the Holy Spirit, but you can know the Holy Spirit and still have these other things around you because you're under the sun. And the standard of Christianity is so low, you could probably be a leader in that position right now. You could be the leader of a mega million dollar multinational ministry and they'd say that's a man of God because the standard is so low right now and that's accurate that's the truth anyhow but the standard of the father is altogether different and that's the standard the bar of heaven that's being raised by the manifesting sons of God now and it's a standard where there's no evil thoughts there's no lust and you're as pure on the inside and the outside as God the father and the Lord Jesus Christ now that might be totally unfathomable and be like, yeah, you need that, Brandon. You need that more than me, Brandon. When you're in the people's eyes, they're always applying it to others before they apply it to themselves. You know what I know that about myself. When there's Satan in me, I'll actually, that's the red dragon, you'll apply it to your spouse, you'll apply it to, you know, your religious leaders, your spiritual leaders, your spiritual mentors, and those that you look up to, you apply it to them, and then you just apply it to others. It's planks and specks, it's the red dragon, it's pride. Pride, and the spirits of pride that we sin by under the sun, is how we filter the things from God. So our very filter and our intake system of everything divine is corrupted by the time it even hits our souls. That's why out of your hearts needs to flow a fountain of righteousness, because if you're getting it secondhand, thirdhand, who knows how many hands it's gone through by the time it gets to you down in the dust of the earth, down in the earth dimension, if you're still natural and earthly, it's probably gone through 10,000 hands. And even what was perfect through the sun, by the time it rains through the sky, even those with the most purest, best intentions, the greatest spiritual leaders in the world right now, it's still corrupted and a very, very different message, a very, very different energy than when it first started from the Father in the third heaven, because it came through the path of the lightnings. Every good and perfect gift comes down. It is written. Does it come down? It comes down. And the Holy Spirit's working in us to purify us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But the purification of the Holy Ghost on the inside is so that you're pure enough to go up. You can't stay down in the Holy Ghost and be in right standing with the Holy Spirit. You must rise from the dead. It's commanded as a child of the resurrection, the way of the Lord is up. Isn't that what Paul says in Philippians 4? Keep your minds thinking on things above. You know, that's one of his last writings. Paul was God inside minded. John, 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. But then I heard a voice above me say, come up here. So are they contradicting? No, it's the Holy Spirit purifying your heart so that you can rise upward through the path of the stars, through the tree of life. The roots of David is the seven spirits of God that purify you internally, morally, mentally, in all of your thoughts and intentions of your heart. So that this thing on the inside is so circumcised, there's no shadow additives of your DNA, 
your past, present, future, your ancestry, your culture, all of that gets obliterated on the inside by the working of the seven spirits of God in you sent out into all the earth, Revelation 5, 6. In the earth is the working of God's sevenfold Holy Spirit. And the more you let them work by just yielding, which is a true marriage to the Spirit, the higher you'll rise into realms of righteousness. And if there's no one around you to teach you righteousness and you purify your heart, angels will appear to you. And you'll think you're the only one in the world because you'll be so pure, it's a guaranteed entry into those realms when you're pure in heart of the seven spirits of God. God will always send angels, usually Uriel, to those who rise. It's written in scripture. So God never breaks his word. He honors his word above his name, it is written, which means that if you actually do these things and are obedient to them at a spirit level with all your heart, the angels will immediately show up and take you into higher realms because it's a promise in scripture. God never breaks his promises. It's true. He'll show up if you are in the jungle of Brazil. If you are in an unreached tribe in China or somewhere else, some exotic place where they've never gone, if you live on the mountaintops of the Himalayas and you know NASA hasn't even found your tribe with a telescope or something, you're hiding in the jungles somewhere and the canopy is so thick they don't even know your existence, but yet you're practicing righteousness and you're purifying your heart from all the other tribesmen around you, angels will show up and take you up and you become the spiritual leader of the tribe because you'll be overflowing the divinity of God, you'll probably write some of it down. Just like the Native Americans in North America did before the settlers came here. They were practicing righteousness. Some tribes, not all of them, some of them were cannibals. There was some extreme wickedness in some of the Native American tribes, but there was also some extreme righteousness in some of the Native American tribes. And some of the Native American tribes began to practice what is right so strongly that even without a Bible or any person of Christianity ever talking to them, simply by doing what's right, they began to have revelation and write down scripture about a man dying on a tree so that they could go up into the great spirit. True story, studied out. They began having direct revelation on the inside, even though no one had ever told anyone in their tribe about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing right now. So we're told just about everything and still are stubborn. <laughs> you know, but that's what an Israelite is. An Israelite, we go through all this stuff with the feast table prepared before us. We have all the Bob Jones, all the Bobby Connor, all the Rebecca Barthrop, all the Joel's Bars. We got all the mysticism of the ages sorted out. We've listened to Teresa of Avila. We've got all of it. I mean, we're spoiled to the point where we've been overfed and have done very little with it. We're kind of in the opposite situation that we've been just force-fed all kinds of real spiritual knowledge that's power, but we haven't walked in the excellence of those words, so we don't have real wisdom yet. And that's what God's going to require of Red Letter Ministries and all you guys in the coming days is to actually bear the fruit of the word and the teaching and the spiritual knowledge from heaven without shadows, without turning, without defilement, without mixture, and become the excellence of the works of the Holy Spirit to demonstrate what you know by how high you glow instead of just 
speaking out of your brain and sinning by pride constantly with from revelation from the prophets and apostles like infants in Christ do. It's like head knowledge with no actual heart wisdom. So we receive it all into our heads and we think that simply because I've heard it and I've memorized it or I have the teaching in my brain that that means that I'm somehow good or I'm walking in it. It has to flow like a fountain out of your spirit. These words have to go past the brain, the outer court, past the heart, the inner court, into the spirit, the holy place. They have to regenerate the spirit. They have to feed the spirit and the spirit, the thoughts and the intentions of the heart have to be circumcised of spirit first and foremost. And the spirit gets plowed and the soul gets plowed and the mind gets plowed by the white, white ox. The white ox nature of Jesus Christ is a threshing sledge with teeth and teeth represent understanding in prophetics, which means it's the spirit of understanding, though it costs you everything, get understanding, get wisdom, and then pay the price of sacrificing jambre, sorcery, religious wisdom, and janes, mockery, and false drunkenness, and, and poverty, and all these other mixtures of the shadow realm under the sun. Get the sorcery of black and white witchcraft out of you by the circumcision of the Holy Ghost and all that stuff gets plowed and begins to be implanted into the spirit and then out of the word of God that you've received from the prophets and apostles and the teachers, evangelists and pastors and apostolic teachers and prophetic teachers and an inspired unveiling of the word of God of the seven seals open of the word of the line of the tribe of Judah begins to work in your spirit and it's like Jack and the Beanstalk these magical beans that's why you want to buy some BB lecture perfume they'll come up and it'll push some stuff out of you that you get delivered when you take a number two that's that's thing number two <laughs> Vote now if you haven't cast your vote. That's a, you know, that's like politics right there. When you endorse someone as a politician, but just endorsed thing number two. It's true. I tell you what, as you get delivered, some stinky stuff gonna come out of you. Mucus. Sister was testifying yesterday. I was watching pigs in the parlor. You ain't gonna believe this. Oh, we'll believe anything. I've already seen it all. We'll believe anything. I've seen worms come out of people's hands. I've seen I've seen bats come out of people. I've seen everything you could imagine. Anyway, they're like, I haven't eaten anything, and I just I didn't want to throw up my steak or some kind of crazy story. They didn't want to throw up, and so, but they did anyhow after watching Pigs in the Park. Bless you if you're watching right now. I'll thank you for the testimony. I'm not going to name your name, okay? So it's in secrecy, but we're really honored by the testimonies that come in. We have a hotline if you want to share your testimonies, and we'll keep it private, and we will honor you and your privacy here. Okay, that's part of the the vow as a Roman Catholic priest <laughs> that when you come into the confessional it's it's safe with us <laughs> unless we need to turn you in or something uh, we'll see we'll weigh it, weigh it in the justice scales meaty meaty peckle parson or something we'll see yeah, no, but you can you can trust me. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, if you don't trust me, <sighs> you can trust the Father in me, that's for sure. I trust the Father in other brothers and sisters and still get burned every day. But we don't hold it against them. We always forgive. But a lot of people are operating out of the enemy. A lot of people are operating out of greed and selfishness, hirelings everywhere, foolish virgins everywhere. A lot of people want to come in and steal from platforms and build their own platforms. We deal with this stuff. It is so ugly, it's so nasty, what you deal with right now in Babylon the Great. But there is a cleanup crew above the sun in lightnings that's going to make it easier in the days to come. It's not always going to be such a mess. But you're at the climax of the ages, which is the climax of the mess. Okay? So we have a lightning mop that's coming down from the cosmic tree of life, and it's going to eradicate the mess. It's going to clean things up quickly. But it's been very messy under the sun. Elijah versus Jezebel is one of the messiest, most disturbing, craziest stories in the entire Bible. And it's the story of prophetics under the sun. And you know how messy it is out there when you get into prophecy under the sun. It is weird. It's the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's strange. And then there's all kinds of weirdness in there, visions and dreams and all this stuff and all and 10,000 different interpretations of everything. That immaturity in the prophetic is burnt off of you as you go through the portal of the sun. And the true prophetic will shine forth in righteousness, in brightness as the sun through your faces. And there'll be all kinds of stuff burnt off the back of your brain, out of your bones, out of your marrow all kinds of lower understandings and lower wisdoms that were mixed with shadows of lower experiences. In order to go higher, you will have to sacrifice your wisdom and understanding each season. If you cling to it, you just remember Lot's wife. You just get bitter, I already knew that, I've heard that before, you talked about this 10 years at Joel's bar. What changed? Elevation changed. We go from glory to glory. Everything's changed. Everything changes when you grow in Christ. You're in a completely different realm, and anything that was a lesser wisdom, a lesser understanding, is now just purified. And if you don't get the update and the upgrade from the higher repentance and cling to the old, listen, that old stuff, like yesterday's manna, yikes, you need to be in what God is doing today. Like, people that just want to walk with 15-year-old Brandon Barthrop in 15-year-old videos, they're not going to walk with God. God is doing today. It's always today. Day of salvation is today, now. If you're not walking with me now in the today, you're not walking with me at all. And that's the same of any fivefold in the river because the river is the today of God. Understand that. If you're in the past, woo, and you're just clinging to different things that came out of the river that are mixed in the past, you're like Israelites in the wilderness eating maggot bread. You're like Israelites in the wilderness drinking poisonous wine, drinking the bitter wine of gall that Jesus spit out of his mouth. It's not sweetness, it's bitterness. That's why you have to stay in the present or the presence of God. If you are not in the presence, the Shama, the mightiest man of God, the man of God and what God is doing today, the man of light and the fire of light and God's lightning light and all his might today. If you are not in the Rama now word and you're clinging to that old thing, you're a fading glory. You're dying. That's why denominations fade. 
That's why Catholic parishes just close down. Lutheran churches go down 75% to close the doors. Millennials, Gen Zers, Gen Xers will have nothing to do with it for the most part. Total bankruptcy of religion as you know it is at hand and it's been declining for decades. And they say Christianity is at the lowest number of participation of all time. It's the best news I've ever read in any headline. Because that ain't Christianity anyhow. It's not the practice of the rhema. It's not the practice of the presence. You don't practice the presence in buildings made by human hand. You're in the new covenant. You're practicing it in your hearts and minds. There's more Christianity and a pure form of Christianity down here than ever before. It's the cleanest, the purest, the brightest it's ever been because we're coming into real wisdom, righteousness, and true agape that is from above that doesn't compromise with the human Adamic nature and the old man and the old woman, Eve. Because they want to take that Eve and that Adam and practice it in the new covenant and just add it to the old man and add it to the old woman. It's going to burn off your spirit and something new will come forth from the new creature in Christ. And if you don't have faith for it and cling to the old, you haven't overcome death and death is your closest friend. Death is your husband, man. Death is your wife because you have not overcome strife and you have not overcome the shadows under the sun. And so you're married to fallen wisdom and you're married to fallen self-righteousness and you're married to fallen false agape and false love false arrows and all the bad fruits of the flesh are evident in everyone's life who is living in a mixture of the shadows under the sun you see and they say oh no one's perfect brandon that's the biggest lie jesus christ said be perfect as your father in Hesburgh, and his word would take him right up into perfection if you believe it and it would happen they'd have encounters they'd all be raptured They'd listen to Jesus and see vision after vision. These were lovers of God. You could say this was a, a charismatic Pentecostal revival. Doesn't get much more revival than listening to God on a mountaintop. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you're listening to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and just getting blasted directly from the Father in perfect wisdom, perfect righteousness, and perfect love in every word. And they just get freaking whacked. Look at them. You'd say, I am. And a whole platoon got completely leveled in the Gospel of John. Are you Jesus? I am. No, he say, say, I am. He probably just whispered it. Psst, psst, like that. Psst, psst, and just whacked him. He might have shouted. I believe he whispered it. I don't think he raised his voice. I think it was a calm breeze. Just perfect truth doesn't need to exaggerate doesn't need to add human flesh energy doesn't need to get his his neck all stiff and <laughs> i am <laughs> burst of blood vessel no all he had to do is just be real he didn't have to exaggerate he didn't have to stress it he just had to just open his mouth and perfection came out every time it's true and when you begin to walk in the path of righteousness that's how easy it is every day there'll be a time for shouting there'll be a time for whispering but all the times and seasons of the anointing of the sons of issachar and the 12 tribes of revelation and the 12 apostles of revelation is all formed by living stars of living waters and righteousness that just flows from your heart through your countenance constantly because you're be beginning to practice the Father's grace and the Father's righteousness. Righteousness is also grace, 
because it's a gift from the Father that's undeserved and unearned, but it's a higher gift, it's a higher grace. Which means it requires a foundation in the terrestrial. If you're faithful with little, Jesus Christ said, you'll be faithful with much. So how you're managing the gifts of God in your life right now, the stewardship of raising your children, the stewardship of the cleanliness of your homes, all these things are important now. It's not to pick on anyone, but all these things are tests in the lower dimension to see if you can be responsible and mature in the higher dimension. I know this because I've gone through these tests. You can't rise without the works of excellence in the spirit, in the seven spirits of God, in your heart and your mind. And it's an incentive because these are real rewards that are available for all of you today, right now, if you begin to practice what I'm preaching tonight. Amen. And I'm practicing all of this, what I'm preaching tonight, and other things I want to practice, decreeing things that I want to walk in myself, because we're going to do it together. The whole tribe of Israel, 12 tribes, all the, ap all the apostolic, all the prophetic, all the fivefold, all the living, breathing bride of Christ and every true born again saint that loves Jesus Christ. Everyone that loves God more than themselves, everyone that loves God more than anything that's in the world is going to rise into these realms in the days ahead. And a lot of them won't even be Christians. They won't. They'll never conform to the Assemblies of God doctrine. They'll never have their Jack Chick track filled out at a Billy Graham Association event. They're not going to have the five steps of the Romans road. No, they might read Romans later on, but the form of Christianity that's going to come forth now is going to be undefiled from above. It's what's going to bring forth the great harvest. Who sits upon the cloud holding the sharp sickle, swung, swinging it, and reaped the whole world, the Bible says. Revelation 14, 14. Which means it's going to be a cosmic cloud of glory and a crown that's higher than the clouds, a crown that's higher than the sun, a sun of righteousness. It's going to be the crown of God with all the cosmic power of the cosmic tree of life, of the path of the lightnings of Enoch's wisdom coming down from up above and preached midair with all the mid heavens working in these righteous ones, the children of righteousness that are going to open the gates of heaven and they're never going to practice earthly, unspiritual, demonic, false, pagan, Jezebelic Christianity ever. They won't even know about Revelation 2 and 3 because they'll go right up into the heavenlies and they'll be saved in heaven. The great harvest and the great awakening is those that rise and learn righteousness at the first. As it is written, these ones will be born in Zion. They're not going to be saved down in sheep sheds and in incubators and in man-made buildings. They're going to go, the whole mountain will be lifted up and the Mount of Transfiguration in Zion that has risen in their hearts will have pierced the sun. So they will actually just walk up through the sun, through the second heavens and be born in the heavenly Jerusalem around the Father's throne in the third heaven. You can just literally walk right up into the third heaven in the days to come. And that's what we're going to pioneer as a group. First and foremost, we have things to overcome in the terrestrial, then the celestial. But this mountain of the Lord, which is the Father's throne and the throne of Jesus Christ, will rise in our hearts and be a very mountain of climbing Everest directly to God's throne and the physical flesh and blood of Jesus Christ transfigured in the third heaven. True. Now, if Moses opened up a sapphire pavement so they could walk into heaven and eat with God, 
and that's a shadow. The Bible says that's a shadow of a fading glory. How much more in the new covenant will we open up a direct path to Jesus Christ in his transfigured immortal body and as we rise to him in this path of righteousness also be transfigured ourselves before your very eyes in the twinkling of an eye which means by the twinkling of the stars of righteousness coming out of our hearts in Jesus name Amen James 5 Come now you rich people Weep aloud and lament over the miseries, the woes that are surely coming upon you. Your abundant wealth has rotted and is ruined, and your many garments have become moth-eaten. Now this is a direct attack towards the riches of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You need to understand that. The en masse wealth of the billionaires, the millionaires, and even a lot of thousandaires around the planet that was accumulated by the false tree in the garden, by the tree that only kills, steals, and destroys, and has no loyalty or faithfulness to the will of God the Father in the path of his liquid lightnings, to the river of life. There's liquid lightning in this place. That rigid righteousness, they don't have any of it. They live loose. They have all kinds of doctrines that apply to their loose living, that they can gamble, they can drink, they can lust, they can have all kinds of compromises, and they don't have to live holy and righteous like basic born-again Christians. And they apply all this stuff to themselves because they're in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, even though they're born again. And they're on the path to becoming twice dead if they don't repent and get back into the tree of life and practice wisdom, righteousness, and true agape that's above and not below it's true you can lose your salvation big time bible says you can lose your salvation remember lot's wife she was delivered out of sodom turned back in her heart and died and went to hell became bitterness incarnate which means you need this stuff extracted from your heart and your life and your soul and your flesh depend on it i tell you what guys there were things in my life where I know if I made a bad decision, I would have died. That I would not have been delivered from that next drug overdose. That I would have not have been delivered from that next carjacking. If I didn't go higher, I would have physically died. And many do physically die, and that's why. Because they made the wrong decision, made a wrong turn on a critical juncture, a Kairos moment in their path, and they died because of it. That's how human beings, even born-again saints, charismatic Christians, die. It's real. I've seen it thousands of times. We justify, we cover it up with greasy grace, but the issue is there was wrongdoing every single time. You can always rise above death. God always provides a way out when you're tempted by Abaddon, by any kind of thing under the sun, false wisdom, false righteousness, false love, all this self-righteous, self-justification, self-protection, and condemnation towards others, and we just are right in our own eyes. All of that madness that kills the human soul, kills the flesh, causes them to deteriorate and die from sickness or disease, all of that is because they're practicing shadows mixed with their born-again faith. Often, often, many of them speak in tongues, and they'll just justify their spirit speaking in tongues, but their soul's a mess, and they're not repenting, going higher. Catherine Kuhn said, you can speak in tongues and never pray in the spirit 
she said that you can speak in tongues but not pray in the spirit you need to raise your elevations using the gifts you receive from God for the pure worship of the Father always purifying your heart in a greater brightness cleaner brighter purer new wine every day today is the day of salvation if in hearing his voice you do not harden your hearts like they did in the wilderness and died from unbelief which means you gotta stay saved daily a bad decision at these levels of daily salvation for today is the day of salvation could cause you to completely fall away for eternity and i know that's true because i've watched it many times in the higher levels the fall is much higher and so you do need to be stricter and people say now you're just being religious no now you're practicing a more strict holiness that doesn't have any wiggle room to the left or the right because if you fall from above the sun you're probably dead for eternity now you have the whole foundation of wisdom and all of the good decisions in your past so you're not going to fall don't worry about it you're going to keep rising because you love god and you love purity and falling seven times, getting back up again, that's until you have the foundation of the seven spirits of God. So that's stuff that you deal with under the sun. The sanctification, the circumcision of the heart is in the wilderness, which is under the sun. And once that's purified in you, now you can maintain such a mountain of the white dove formed in you, higher elevations in the sun and above the sun, practicing cosmic tree of life righteousness beginning to operate out of my right hand comes forked lightning it is written with the perimeter of the upgraded armor of god that is as lightning round about you and a crown of lightning and a breastplate of lightning a breastplate of judgment the judgment that you've received from god the measure of judgment you're willing to be washed in right now to be as pure as he is pure so we're often hiding from god's judgment because there's things in our heart we don't want obliterated you understand that they hid themselves in the trees and covered themselves with fig leaves because they didn't want to be killed by God by his judgments well Jesus Christ died on the cross so we can have confidence before God by the shedding of the blood Hebrews chapter 9 it is written so that we can boldly approach the throne of grace and be changed as we go nearer and nearer to him and rising as the children of righteousness and those who love the wisdom that is undefiled and pure and peace-loving from above and as you rise the lower things fall off you and you your wisdom grows your discernment grows your ability to see and feel in the prophetic becomes accurate you're not accurate down below because it's mixed with dirt mixed with shadows there's other intentions in your heart what will people think can i build my ministry around this thing can i give people all these cookie cutter fortune cookie prophecies so they're all impressed by me and have a hundred new partners because I'm you know itching ears wanting to hear what they want to hear and so the false prophetic has that instant gratification under the sun and many people are lured away from the narrow path of the true prophetic when they're infants in Christ and they mature not in Christ's prophetic not in Elijah's prophetic they don't overcome Jezebel they become the biggest instruments of the principality of Jezebel the whole false prophet under the sun and that's where a lot of people in the pr prophetic circles of the world are at right now truth anyhow <laughs> amen and so what we want to do is illuminate that from a higher level of the prophetic the Samuel above the sun and just say guys there's way higher levels here if you are practicing prophecy under the sun, you're still mixing with Jezebel by simply being at that elevation.
as you go into the sun, those ravens that burn off you, shadows burn off you, you didn't even know you had. And that's why they go off and they make excuses and it's like, Brandon against everyone else. Brandon's the only one that's right. No, the Father is the only one that's right. And that's what the Bible teaches. The issue is, as you go up into the Father, His righteousness is shared with you by grace and you're practicing it and stewarding it and managing it for the good will and the good pleasure and the pleasing of the Father. So anyone that's not pleasing the Father begins to get angry and animated towards you because they're abusing the graces. And so you often have your own brothers and sisters warring against you along this path when you're walking in a stricter, more pure form of what he's been given to you. And you're still not perfect. And so you still feel the attacks because you're not perfect yet. And it still hurts because they're your brothers and sisters in Christ. Look at Joseph and the 11. They thought they'd killed him. He's dead. Wolves ate him. Look at the bloody coat. I'm sure he didn't make it. Sold him into slavery cut his life short he made it because it was imparted in the spirit he made it through the pit he made it through the slavery he made it through Potiphar's house and he made it through the prison because he clung to pure wisdom and Jesus Christ the angel Lord visited him in the prison cell because he clung to pure righteousness notice what the only thing the Bible prescribes that preserved the life of Joseph was purity sexual purity sexual undefiled virgin purity of heart and mind and body and that's the only thing that saved his life from certain death truth in hell and that's what the bible says and so since he remained pure even though he was attacked and slandered and they had every accusation jezebel had locked him up that principalities back then all over the bible you can find jezebel in every book of the bible and you can find her total destruction in Revelation 17 and 18 when we get the same purity as Joseph. Amen. I can feel the angel of Joseph in here tonight. Wow. <laughs> and that's the impartation of purity to rule over Pharaoh, which is the natural realm, Egypt, the earth realm. And you will rule over the 70 root nations and the 70, gen 70 DNA sources of the nations. And there's the 70 steps of Egypt that Joseph had to ascend in order to pass Pharaoh's test. So just because Jesus came to him in the prison cell, I had an angel visit me. You know how people are in the charismatic zoo. Angel, 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 wonderful. We believe you, we love angels. The issue now is after the angel comes to you, you're tested by Pharaoh. And so Jesus Christ came to him, gave him 70 languages. He had the purity to receive it because he stayed pure so he could receive from the angels. Key number one. Key number two, he actually had to get out there and practice it in the, in the realm of business and marketplace through the most natural, powerful people like Elon Musk, like Vladimir Putin. I won't even say Joe Biden. God bless him though, you know what I mean? Donald Trump. I love Donald Trump. And anyone that you think is, uh, you know, has power in the realm of the natural. Whatever that is to you. And it's someone different usually in your mind. But that's who he had to prove himself to in the realm of the natural through 70 steps. There were steps, guys. He had to walk up each one. And here's how he passed his test. This is true, written in the book of Jasher. Each step was a different language of a different nation. 
and you can only ascend as high as you knew the languages of the 70 nations of planet Earth. And Pharaoh knew all 70, you had to know all 70, to be the superpower that was the dominion of the universe, okay? Pharaoh back then, when Egypt was the superpower of the universe, is the equivalent of the Pentagon times the White House times Wall Street and the superpower of the USA that we've been since World War II, okay? It's the same thing, You had, but back then, you had to prove yourself even more than you do today. Because you can't just, they go up one step and they'd often kill them if they're pretenders. Like your life is at stake. If you didn't have the excellence, excellence, you're not getting a second try. This was a one time deal, but all the previous purity and the impartation of the angel Lord, when it came forth from Joseph, he passed it all the first time. Each step, a new language, a new proving of excellence. 10 steps, 10 languages and he had to know the culture. You had to be tested to be the superpower and the ruler. This was the test that he had, guys. And when he came up to the seven, fluent in Egypt and the ways of Egypt, Jesus Christ had imparted into Joseph all the wisdom of the entire world. And then he was proved in it the next day in the realm of the natural and all the pressure of Janes and Jambres on the steps, guys. The warlocks, the necromancers, the wise men of Egypt, all staring at you. You're not getting a break. You don't get a water bottle on the side of the steps. If you screw up, you're killed. And he passed it. So you think there's pressure on you? Nothing like Joseph, guys. But it's the same steps. And if you mess up on those steps now, I tell you what, you have to learn those ways of ascension. You have to learn the secret stairway of the sky. It's the same exact excellence and purity and impartation of Jesus Christ to Joseph as it is the Lord Jesus Christ to you tonight. In your spirit, in your soul, in your brain, in your five natural senses and how you carry your bones with you and your marrow with you and all the energy and electricity of the sun in your natural man. All of that is critical and important to each step as you ascend. Into what? Moses, I have made you God to Pharaoh. What's what Pharaoh's God? Ra, the sun God. So Moses, the real sun God, comes and destroys the God of Egypt and Ra, the sun god, and he had a greater excellence. And I'm telling you, all the refinement of Moses, all the refinement of Joseph, all the testing and the trying and everything of your life is to become the actual kings and lords of this universe, but it's the exact same quality as David. It's the same quality as Joseph. You don't get a watered-down Gentile New Covenant Laodicean American Starbucks Christian version. You don't! You don't get an easier watered-down version just because we're a bunch of spoiled brats. And God loves spoiled brats because God so loved the world. The issue is he can take the most spoiled culture, the most Laodicean culture, and turn them in to Joseph's and turn them into Moses's. He wants to with you. There's a whole bunch of crap that's gonna fall off you. Stuff that you don't even know you have will fall off you as you rise in the excellence of the Holy Spirit, doing the works of the Holy Spirit, as you rise in the excellence of the Lamb of God, which is really learning the agape from above. Dying on the cross with Him daily, dying to your pride, not even explaining stuff to people when they accuse you, just, I don't even have to be right, I don't even have to be first. 
I don't even have to sit on the front row every day. I don't even have to like brown nose Brandon. I don't even have to brown nose or suck up to Rebecca or the apostles or prophets. There's such an excellence of God the Father, His righteousness and His liquid lightnings formed on the inside of me that I'm in right standing with God on the inside. So a divine confidence comes forth from my spirit that manifests the righteousness of God in Christ in you. So you're walking around as a light being releasing white stars, liquid lightnings all the time in the fountain of righteousness pouring out of you that's building everyone up in cosmic righteousness and you become the temples of the tree of life down here, the manifesting sons of God. And that's the level of maturity we need produced without human shadow mixtures. We need divinity without humanity. We have mixed our human nature, our male, our female, our Hebrew, our Greek, our education, our culture, all this absolute nonsense with the Ancient of Days. You can feel it in this place. Ancient of Days ain't gonna mix with you and your opinions about him. It's going to be his way or you fall off the highway. God's not gonna change any of his ways because you're a millennium spoiled brat. God is going to require you, and He wants to really have you understand His tender love towards you, too. This isn't like just joining the Marine Corps, because now we came in here and we couldn't even comb our hair or something, and we just grew up with glue covering us in dirt bags like dumpster children. It's not about just discipline. It's about Father God raising a spirit up in the spiritual superhighway of His glory which will require everything to be incinerated in you and around you as you rise. You'll become exactly like God the Father. As high as you're willing to sacrifice your human nature, your culture, your age, your gender, all of it. You'll have to sacrifice your gender. Any identity that you've had with the animal. I was a male animal, and so, okay, and that's when it got weird. I lost you. I could feel people getting lost just in that statement out here because of how much immaturity is in this place. I'm telling you now, your spirit is as genderless as God the Father is genderless. And you have a spirit, but your spirit's not bigger than your brain right now, so you only identify with the animal part of you. That's what sin is. That the conscience is actually in the outer man instead of the inner man. We're not even God inside-minded yet to even learn righteousness. So we're talking to infants in Christ listening righteousness and that's not a condemnation that's the truth anyhow you will know the truth it will set you free to get purified from where your brain is connected to and i can connect my brain to christ in my spirit and develop the new creature in christ to supersede and override everything in my heart everything in your heart and your spirit can get stronger and brighter than the fading glory of the flesh talking about your heyday in high school, your heyday in your 20s and your 30s. You know, like how old timers, grandmas and grandpas are always, how far do you have to go back in your memories to talk about things? You're supposed to live today in the maximum brightness today. Moses did in the Old Testament 120. That was his brightest day. There was no fading glory even with Moses. True, Linnea. But because that system was not perfect and not based on Jesus' grace, God ended it so that that'd be a cap of practicing that old system. And there's a lot of wisdom there. We don't have time to go into it right now. 
But God is going to raise up a new system in you of the new creature in you without shadows and without turning and without fading glory. That each day will consecutively be the best day and the brightest day, the clearest day, the highest day of your life with no more variations, no more shadows of turning. No more double-mindedness, no more ups and downs, goods and bads, no more drama. The drama's gone when you actually get God inside-minded and let the seven spirits of God build you up. And all of the adultery with the demon spirits be exposed in you that you're just whoring your souls out to demons and then self-justifying. You, you need to know that God loves you and he'll forgive you of that and he will accept you as his children if you're willing to divorce your demons. If you're willing to quit your addictions to thinking patterns and behavior patterns and different ways of doing things from below, those things can be forgiven you as you rise from the dead and learn new ways and learn new thoughts. And the very stars of righteousness will become your ways and thoughts if you keep on going. There needs to be an example of it before your eyes so you know what's available. That's the apostle's job. The apostle's job is to be the example of what's available so that everyone can become as I am except without the chateau a la croque or these chains as it's written, wherever they're at, to have all of it working in their lives at the highest elevations. Paul wished that his people came into kingship in Corinthians. He's not just making fun of little babies in Christ. He's making fun of how deceived they are by Satan as adults in Corinth. You need to understand that. Paul was mocking them that they thought they were way more mature than they actually were when they're still being fed to lions, having sex with temple prostitutes, going up to the temple and praying in tongues at the temple of Delilah and all these demon gods and the demonic tongues and the Christian tongues. They thought, oh, we're praying in tongues now like the temple priests. And they were mixing the tongues of demons with the tongues of angels. And they're so stupid, they thought it was the same thing. Now I'm a big priest. Now I'm an upper class millionaire like the priests in the temple. Because that would be the upper class of Greek society. And they were prostituting every single thing they received from God. The same exact thing the Christians do in America. And it's mostly in ignorance. And that's why you'll be so forgiven when you get a revelation of stop prostituting the graces and use them for what they're for to rise from the dead in the secret stairway of the sky and to become as divine as Jesus is. The way of the Lord is cosmic. He flew up into the cloud. The reason why the angel rebuked them to not look up into the sky is because they were not yet God inside minded. Tarry in Jerusalem until you receive the Spirit from on high. This same Jesus will come in like manner. Which means you need to get fully God inside-minded. You need the Holy Ghost, men of God, men of Galilee. We know you love Jesus. I don't doubt your zeal. But there is a further empowerment of the Spirit of Jesus that's going to come upon you in Jerusalem. Men of Galilee, don't leave Jerusalem until you receive the Spirit from on high. So they waited 40 days and then they got it. First thing they do, they started preaching fire, drunken glory preaching. 3,000 added to their number that day, but notice they couldn't do one good work, one act of excellence, one act of one apostle, one act of the Holy Spirit until they waited from on high. 
And then they were God inside minded. Peter's God inside minded. Paul's God inside minded. John's God inside. What is to be apostolic? Apostolic is to be Holy Spirit inside minded. For what? To ascend. To then think about things above and keep rising by, with all of that energy, that dunamis power that's working in you. Don't just keep Jerusalem in the dark ages, boys, where they're feeding donkeys carrots and building houses out of twigs. <laughs> raise the standard in Kenya is what the Spirit of the Lord says. We're going to raise the standard, boys. We're not going to be stuck in 2,000-year-old technology. We're going to go into angelic third heaven technology of the power of the age to come. And it's not microchips. It's the Holy Ghost and its righteousness. It's the ability of the seven stars, the ability of the seven thunders, and the ability of the seven lightnings. It's the ability of the cosmic tree of life. It's the ability of the second heavens without the wandering stars, without Kabbalah, without Janes and Jambres and demon god sorcery, without wickedness. I'm telling you, righteousness is a higher level technology than Apple. Righteousness is a higher level technology than the internet that you're watching me on right now. Righteousness is ancient technology that's far superior than anything we currently have on this planet. But in the year, in the years to come, in the millennia that is to come, that's here now, that we're 22 years, 23 years into, in the Jewish years, 6,023, Gregorian 2022, which is the Jewish year of 6,023, you're 23 years into the kingdom millennial age already, truth anyhow, which means this is the day of the technology of righteousness and the explanation and teaching of it and its solar star abilities. Not with aliens, not with second heaven's weird crap, but with the real angel technology of God the Father's righteousness in the stars that he created in Genesis 1. It's true. And it will be explained and taught to everyone. So the knowledge of glory will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Habakkuk 2.14. And it's far more than the knowledge of the glory that we had under the sun in the level of Elijah. It's the knowledge of the glory above the sun, the angels standing on the sun in the book of Revelation. It's the knowledge of the glory above the sun, which is kingdom age technology that will supersede everything down here, which will speed up all the inventions Hopefully some of them come through some of you so you guys can start tithing millions. True. I mean, there is technology here that will come down from the Father of Lights. If you rise up, you will grab it. You will create it. There's witty inventions here, business plans, visions, dreams, all kinds of stuff beyond anything you could ever imagine that will come down from the Father as the earth catches up to the same level of technology that God the Father is already operating right now which is the future age, power of the age to come. This will come down to you as you rise up to it. Notice, even the prodigals had to meet him halfway. As you go up, he'll come down and he'll lift you up. The Holy Spirit is to keep you pure on the inside. That you need the Holy Ghost. You can't rise one step up without the Spirit of God. Tarry in Jerusalem until you receive the Spirit from on high. You receive the Spirit of Jesus and the baptism of the Holy Ghost as a future down payment of future glory. You have the Holy Ghost, now do something with them. Do an act of the Spirit. The acts of the Spirit. Do the works of the Spirit. If you're a baker, bake with the Spirit. If you're a candlestick maker, make a candlestick with the Spirit. And if you're anything else, make sure you do it with the Spirit. 
a baker and a candlestick maker. That's the Christmas song. Huh? I developer algorithms. Yep. If you write code, you write code for the spirit. There are some inventions here, and you guys, you can't even imagine right now. You just receive the apostolic <laughs> scroll and eat it. Just eat the scroll. That's our job. To feed you the daily bread. Moses went on the mountain, what did he do? Feed them the daily bread. That's the apostle's job until you're all built up in the perfection of the faith. The perfection of faith ain't under the sun. It's through the sun, above the sun. And you keep going because you don't stop in the second heavens. You go all the way up to the Father in the third heaven. And that's when you'll be physically transfigured. You won't be phys perfectly physically transfigured until you present your blood to the Father in the third heaven. Woman, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my Father. Gospel of John. Which means that Jesus was not transfigured until he took his Jewish blood through the heavens to the Father in the third heaven. And he did. And then he was changed into a celestial immortal body. And you read about that in Acts 9. He comes down as a morning star, a transfigured celestial son of God in the flesh, with celestial flesh, and he's hovering over the earth, brighter than the noonday sun, with all the stars of the son of suns and the God of gods and the light of lights. And he blots out the one star in the sky because he's operating in 150 billion stars. Truth anyhow. And he just blasts Saul and goes actually into his spirit, flies back into heaven by going through Saul's born-again spirit. And that's how he returned to the Father. No, that's just a work of Jesus, and you can do the same works and even greater works because he went to the Father. Which means you'll learn how to operate as a morning star. Amen. Firstborn amongst many, it is written. Jesus did it in the Bible. He says you're going to do it. John 14, 12, Acts 9, it is written. Now, these abilities are only possible if you have a gospel of the angel flying midair, mid-heavens. Under the sun, you're stuck down here with just morality. And there's morality, Christianity, where it's Paul Washer, Southern Baptist Christianity, where it's a strict moral code, where you, you have all kinds of stuff on your computer so you don't look at pornography. And they practice the morality, and they're saved. They love Jesus, they believe in Jesus, and they practice morality. But there is a white dove morality, a silver water path into the heavens that will get you to the sapphire throne of God the Father. There's a level of morality Paul Washer can't even dream of right now. And we love Paul Washer. I love everyone. Truly, in this level, agape from above is automatic, perfect love towards everyone automatically. You're effortlessly overflowing liquid lightnings, raining agape from above through all the cosmos. Now you get tested every day. Doesn't mean you're perfect. It means God's perfect and God's moving through you by grace because Jesus died on the cross so God the Father can get himself inside imperfect vessels. But you be made perfect as you yield to him, learn his ways and repent of every other way of your humanity, of your past DNA that you're, that's still influencing your decisions and your thought life and your reactions to other people around you. Your father wounds, your mother wounds, your brother wounds, your sister wounds, your husband wounds, your, your wife wounds, your daughter, in all those mother wounds, every kind of grandfather wound, child wounds, children wounds, every wound you have from sin under the sun tests you to see if you're going to practice the Holy One. See if you're going to practice healing. Leaves of this tree, the healing of nations. Word nations is Greek for DNA, genetics. The healing of genetics, genes. Truth in you. Or are you just going to stay wounded and complain about it and drink bitter waters? And <laughs> It works for brain. It won't work for me. It'll work for you exactly the same as me. You just chose Satan. 
You just married the devil and you're not going to divorce the devil and you're not going to change. You die in stubbornness, you die in Satan, you die in sin. Be lucky if you go to heaven. It's not guaranteed in that moral condition and state of being. You need to practice uprightness of heart. You need to practice repentance, which means going from glory to glory, going higher and using the graces for the pure worship of the Father. Then you're safe and secure if you keep rising up. But if a righteous man is scarcely saved, what shall become of an unbeliever, it is written. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. True, then you have fear of the Lord and rigid righteousness without religion is unknown in American Christianity. They think it's fanaticism. They think it's extremism. They think it's error. They'll judge God the Father as Satan. Brandon just got into religion. And it's just like a higher level of glory with cleaner, brighter, purer wine than ever before. And they're just judging it because they're in a lower moral state and attitude, judging something higher than them in a barbarian, Neanderthal, religious spirit in their brain. So they accelerate their destruction by judging the elevation of eternal life. So judgment comes upon them by judging higher things that they know nothing about. So the higher things like Saul judging Christians, therefore Christ came and judged him. Judge and you will be judged, it is written. And the measure you judge it will be judged against you, it is written. And your words will be your judges. Judges is wonderful for the righteous, but if you're, if you're wicked and a hypocrite and immoral and full of lust and full of pride and full of religion and full of greed and covetousness and idolatry, judgment is you're eternally destroyed. That's why there needs to be a fear of God when they begin to judge the sons and daughters of righteousness above the sun, lightnings are going to come down and consume them. That's true. You know what's going to happen in the coming days? Judgment. You know what the breastplate of righteousness was called in the Old Testament? It wasn't called the breastplate of righteousness. It was called the breastplate of judgment. The high priest received all the judgment from God to purify it through the people, to cover their sins committed in ignorance. The Bible says now you're a royal priesthood, so you can't just put it on the apostles and prophets. This same judgment is passed on to every believer in the world as it comes through the high priest, the apostles. The apostolic is the high priesthood of the Melchizedek order of righteousness. Let this judgment cleanse your hearts, cleanse your DNA, and put that celestial cosmic ephod on you of the 12 names of the 12 tribes of Revelation and the 12 names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb in Revelation. And that 12 times 12 will give 144 living stars out of the living waters they flow. And it's not just going to be this trickle, trickle, Pentecostal blasphemy down here, like the people in the river that just pervert it and abuse it. It's sickening. It's blasphemy. It's going to be an ascension of the river with righteousness in it that will cause you to fly directly into the Ophanim and face high-level angels that if you're messing around will strike you with lightning and kill you off the face of the earth. Like a rigidness where if you are screwing around at this level and the fear of God is not before your eyes and you think it's just the goofy stuff when you're an infant in Christ and you get away with all this stuff, you will actually be struck down. Disease. You might miss body parts. Jesus Christ said, gouge out your eyes, cut off your hands. This is no joke. We've seen it before. 
when you get into righteousness and get around angels and the archangels and get around the higher things of God, you get the higher breastplate of judgment because you're asking for it because you're around it. So the wicked that come around us as we're practicing judgment and righteousness and lightning and the seven stars and the seven thunders and really, really rigid righteousness and really, really strict white dove absolute perfect virgin king of Israel Jesus Christ purity and you begin to attack that the greater glory that you're walking in will automatically come out of your breastplate of judgment and smite them and they'll go mad like Nebuchadnezzar be different types of manifestations that you'll see when they attack the lightnings and the stars of God and the seven thunders of God when they attack God the Father in the seven stars, in the path of righteousness, in the above the sun cosmic tree of life realm of his lightnings, when they attack that from that realm, God just responds. It's kind of like if you attack a bear, a bear responds. If you attack a cat, a cat responds. If you attack a different animal in the realm of the natural, that animal will respond in that realm. The higher you go up, the different the animal. The different the bird, the different the cherubim of lightning, the different the seraphim of fire-breathing dragons of God. The different levels will come out of these beings. I'm telling you now, screwing around in these levels will get you completely struck. God wants to strike his people with purity and the fear of God and the ability to ascend and upgrade your cups into a level of holiness and righteousness that you've never tasted before in the drunken glory. You never drank this wine in Toronto. You never drank this wine in any previous revival. All previous revivals are done and there will never be another revival. Just shut that down. What's coming is God the Father. This is the revealing of the Father in the manifesting sons. All those other forms and buildings made by human hands, it's all strange fire. It's all irrelevant. I don't care how Pentecostal you think it is, how fringe Joel's bar from the Caribbean doing something that looks like God on the fringe, on the front lines. What's coming down is the Father's lightnings from the sons who've gone up through the Holy Spirit, through the seven spirits of God, because they've been purified at a level higher than all the beasts of the field, all the principalities under the sun. That requires a high level white dove purity of heart. Doesn't even mean your mind is renewed to the higher things. It just means your heart is purified from the lower things. And that's only the beginning of stepping in to the Son of Righteousness. Amen. Your gold and silver are completely rusted through and their rust will be testimony against you and it will devour your flesh as if it were fire. You have helped together and heaped together treasure for the last days. You'll find everyone under the sun, knowingly or unknowingly, trusting in unrighteous mammon. They might not omit it, but it's there because the elevation makes it there. Only through the sun, above the sun, are you free from mammon actually. This principality has to get out of your hearts and your minds. You can't even have a Job level business. 
You can't even have a high level Joseph business. You can't even really even touch the marketplace until mammon and all trust in filthy lucre and unrighteous mammon is completely obliterated out of your idolatrous hearts, out of your idolatrous minds, and out of your idolatrous flesh and blood. And begin to practice righteousness over mammon, which is called what? Walking on streets of gold in the true treasure, which is what? The Father's stars, the Father's lightnings. The Father's lights, Father of lights, every good and perfect gift comes down. He's fathering lights. There are so many more lights until the sun pours forth through your face. I'm telling you now, you go up, you begin to walk on streets of gold. But if you're working for wages that spoil, like many of you at the sound of my voice, you're not rising and money is at a heart level and you'll never have enough. You'll never have enough. You'll always be just more, more, more until you rise, 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 and it's under your feet. Then it's enjoyable because of your heart elevation over it and your mind elevation and your bone and marrow elevation over mammon. Mammon's a demon god that needs to be under your feet. And it doesn't mean that now I don't work and I don't work for money. That means that money works for you and you're working for the Holy Spirit and you're working for God the Father so you can actually step into real Abraham level riches instead of sloth, which is what we've had. Abraham level excellence, like Daniel level excellence, that you can stand before the most successful suits and ties on this planet and not be a little punk. It's true that you actually command respect in your regal kingly dignity and they're not just, this is trash. This person needs to go back to low living because of their low skill. Who has high level skill? They will not work for low people. They will work for kings, it is written in Proverbs. Which means everything in your life getting refined seven times into pure gold because God's a great king. And he's not this religious spirit that just settles into your BS American cultures. It's the excellence of serving a great king, working under the Lord and not for man. An excellence of refinement in speech and deed and action and thought like Jesus Christ was notably different because of his actions and because of his thoughts. He was noble and regal in all of his ways. He's king of kings and lord of lords. And it's not just a Christian idea. It's an absolute level of refinement beyond Buckingham Palace. That most of you can't even contemplate right now because of how low you're currently living. God is going to refine you in his culture. And it's not just going to manners school. It's not that. It's not an external demon of religion discipline. It'll be the Father who tenderly loves you, raising you up every day, step by step, excellence upon excellence, work of the Spirit after work of the Spirit, work of the Lamb after work of the Lamb, working unto the Lord and not for man, not working for wages that spoil, working for my Spirit to grow in the glory of God by stewarding these graces for His noble excellence. God is noble. God is excellent. His majesty. That's his name in the Bible. 
his royal majesty. You could do it more for Buckingham Palace today because you're carnal than for God the Father because you're not spiritually excellent. You need the same excellence as Buckingham Palace as even coming close to Father God. And it's nowhere to be found in Christianity because of Jezebel and sloths and all kinds of demons corrupting you with shadows and mixing and polluting it under the sun. So you say, I don't have to have that level of refinement to be a high level Christian. You're totally the most deceived people in the world. You need it. It's not even optional as you even get close to the portal of beginning to know the Father's righteousness. It's a standard for all time. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am a great king, Exodus says, and I change not. I am a great king and I change not. We change. We need to be open to changing everything in our attitude, everything in our ways, everything in our speech. Like an actor, they learn how to talk without an accent. Are you willing to change how you talk? Even the wicked can do that, but we don't even change our words because there's so little repentance and it does grieve the Holy Spirit. We need to soften our hearts in hearing the word tonight and begin to practice an excellence on a level we can't imagine by a dependency on the Holy Spirit we barely know. It's the truth in you. We need to know the Holy Spirit and we need to yield to the Holy Spirit and the perfection of the Spirit of God will shine through our hearts in resurrection rays and beams and will lift us up from the realm of the dead into higher places in the secret stairway of the sky. Then we'll learn how to fly. Then our literal angel on the inside will take wings and you'll grow wings, you'll fly, you'll levitate as you revelate, as you're obedient to the prophetic commandment. You have all kinds of mystical experiences constantly because you developed your mystical spirit. And the natural man will be burnt off of you and you won't live a carnal animal life. You won't live a mark of a beast. You won't live under Jezebel and impurity and defilement and John Bray's false Christian wisdom that's everywhere in Christianity. It's, it's not Christ, it's John Bray's. It's sorcery that they force feed down your throats as Bible wisdom. It's John Bray's. Janice and John Bray's are all the mixtures of sorcery under the sun from the things that come from God. They were the sorcerers of God. Truth in you. Christian sorcery everywhere. That's the pollution of the purity of God that comes through the portal of the sun that rains on everyone. But it gets so mixed that you can't tell the difference if it's God or Janice and Jambres because that's all you've ever known in this generation of potent sorcery of Babylon the Great. We're here to open the heavens and incinerate the mixture of the sorcery of Egypt and the sorcerers of religion and the sorcerers of rebellion and all their drugs and alcohol and burn it away forever to begin to practice white righteousness, the white suns and the white lightnings right through us. And then we'll have justice in the White House. 
Then we'll have justice in the church house. Then you have justice in every house as righteousness reigns without the mixture of sorcery. And that's God's plan to drown this world with liquid lightning, which is righteousness, a new heavens where righteousness dwells and a new earth where righteousness dwells. What is righteousness? It is the river with all the second heaven stars of righteousness flooding the earth and the earth shall be as bright as the sun, Enoch prophesied from a people that step into a higher wisdom from above, a higher righteousness from above, and a true high agape of true divine love that is not below and is not under the sun, but only from above the sun and above the suns of the sun and above all the galaxies of the pass of the suns. And God the Father will be the source directly in you and through you and you'll have no more mixture of shadows and you'll have no more turning and you'll have no more lost speech you'll have no more idle words you'll have no more sin of the mouth no more sin of the thoughts all of it gets purified and you'll be the word of God a king of the king of kings and the word of God a lord of the lord of lords and you will be an accurate demonstration of God the Father's nature with all of his lights beaming out of you spiritually, mentally, morally, and physically through all your bones. And this is how you become the morning stars, the manifest sons of God. And this is the true path of righteousness and there is none other and there never will be another. There's one path, Jesus, and he's in you and he's going to raise you up if you obey him with all your heart soul mind and strength he will show you things that will blow your mind every day you can live in the awesome awe of god the fear of the lord it's pleasurable it's better than anything under the sun all those lower pleasures will fall off you like sin and like scales and deception and shadows and you be married to another you become the bride of the lamb we are the bride of the lamb, the bridal company, the Mary company, the John company, the Enoch company of God, the manifest man-child company of God that will rise up to God physically by the power of the Holy Spirit in these days. And then when we descend, after we've ascended, we shall also descend. We will descend to a different earth where all the wicked have been removed and then the earth will be tilled in righteousness and then the earth will have no sin and no more wickedness and no more death shall be found in all the earth but that only comes after we ascend and become the children of the resurrection and then we're up there physically before the father when we come back down to the earth through the path of the seven lightnings and the seven thunders and the path of the sun and the stars and the rigid righteousness and the white dove purity when we descend after walking all that ascension up to our father we shall descend down into a new earth and that's when everything down here is completely obliterated for the ones that choose not to rise have completely and totally rejected him and this is the great awakening of the end times this is the great harvest of the end times. The rising of the nations to the throne of God. The resurrection of the dead and the living. It is written. 
and then the earth will be completely obliterated and no longer shall have any curse of death. Then they shall be young at a hundred, it is written. And this is the path laid out before us today, the path of righteousness. From the fountain of righteousness within, we shall rise and walk in it. What does the Bible say in Isaiah? This is the way. Walk in it. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Partner with this ministry. Tithe to this ministry. You're tithing to the direct order of Melchizedek, of the high priest of righteousness and the king of the heavenly Jerusalem. There's no middleman here. It goes directly to God on the throne. In Jesus' name, may the Holy Spirit of God direct your hearts in giving and you be obedient to the acts of giving with a cheerful heart, knowing that you're giving to God for the works of God and not to man for the works of man. No strange fire around these parts. All in the building of the kingdom of heaven all in the building of the apostleship of Jesus Christ and the true demonstration of what's available for all believers worldwide to see and know and hear the good news of the gospel saving you also physically with the path of righteousness before your very eyes every day in RLM TV. So sign up to be a partner. Pay your tithes, give the offerings, build this ministry with us, give and it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, running over, and your cup shall overflow. Test me in tithes, it is written. How are we robbing God by not tithing? Malachi chapter 3. And so tithe and therefore the storehouses and the windows of what dimension open? The cosmic tree of life that dimension opens up in the path of righteousness to reproduce finances and marketplace prosperity from the above realm of the cosmic tree of life that's where the bible says the windows in the storehouses of heaven are at they're in the second heavens that's why the banking system of the Jewish mafia has it on lockdown and they call their bank star bank or sun bank all that it's a Kabbalah bank they want that whole realm on lockdown through economic sorcery, like the double-headed dragon of the city of London that sets the gold standard in the central banking system of the Rothschilds. That's why everyone calls it Jewish money. It is Jewish money, but we are the Jewish race of the born-again people of Israel. So now we're going to demonstrate what a real Jew is through circumcised heart in that cosmic realm. Not by fighting Rothschild, but by consuming them with true agape from above, with a staff of righteousness. The whole banking system will be consumed by the tree of life, guys. All trading floors, known and unknown, visible and invisible, will be totally devoured by our righteousness. The Bible prophesies this, restore the fortunes of Zion. Well, this is how it happens. Amen. And all riches will come to the Lamb. Revelation 5. Well, this is the Lamb of God. The tree of life is as lamb as it gets. And this is how they'll all be devoured. And we want you to be a part of that. In Jesus' name. So be blessed as you give. And we will see you Tuesday in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>
that you have withheld by fraud from the laborers who have reaped your fields, crying out for vengeance. And the cries of the harvesters have come to the ears of the Lord of hosts. Here on earth you have abandoned yourselves to soft prodigal living and to the pleasures of self-indulgence and self-gratification. You have fattened your hearts in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous, innocent man while he offers no resistance to you. So be patient, brethren, 
as you wait till the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land. See how he keeps up his patient vigil over it until it receives the early and late rains. So you also must be patient, establish your heart, strengthen and confirm them in the final certainty. For the coming of the Lord is very near. Do not complain, brethren, against one another, so that you yourselves may not be judged. Look, the judge is already standing at the very door. As an example of suffering and ill treatment together with patience, brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as his messengers. You know how we call those blessed, happy, who are steadfast, who endured? You have heard of the endurance of Job, and you have seen the Lord's purpose and how he richly blessed him in the end. Inasmuch as the Lord is full of pity and compassion and tenderness and mercy. But above all things, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath. But let your yes be a simple yes and your no be a simple no so that you may not sin and fall under condemnation. If anyone among you is afflicted and ill-treated, suffering evil, he should pray. Is anyone glad at heart? He should make, sing, and praise to God. Is anyone among you sick? He should call in the church elders, the spiritual guides, and they should pray over him, anointing him with oil. And we just pour out the oil of lightning over everyone because we know everyone's pretty sick in Jesus' name. Amen. And the prayer that is of faith will save him who is sick. And the Lord will restore him if he has committed sins. He will be forgiven. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, and your sins. And pray also for one another, that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Elijah! was a human being with a nature such as we have, with feelings, affections, and a constitution like ours. And he prayed earnestly for it to not to rain. And no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. And then he prayed again, and the heavens supplied rain, and the land produced its crops as usual. My brethren, if anyone among you strays from the truth and falls into error, and another person brings him back to God, let the latter one be sure that whoever turns a sinner from his evil course will save that one's soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins, procure the pardon of the many sins committed by the convert. Amen.